We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. This is Kirk Henderson on a Friday afternoon edition of Mavs Moneyball Live. It has been something like, I don't know, 30 hours since I talked to y'all good people. Uh, We had a back-to-back, and then we get a little bit of a break. And then, of course, the Lakers keep winning on the strength of Wes Matthews, which is going to break my brain. Uh, And, you know, we're, we're just kind of at the point now where every single game matters. There's two games left in the regular season, and... My friend Matt Moore has a pretty incredible uh, playoff like scenario option for the Mavericks and for what's happening. I mean, because the Mavericks are, are, I would say they're as close as possible to being in the driver's seat with these two games remaining. Um, the only way that, that the Blazers pass them uh, is if the Mavs lose um, both games. I think uh, Matt, yeah, like no, the Mavs, the Mavs have to win out basically. Otherwise, they're they're uh, they're a six seed. Um, there's just a lot going on. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of math, um, and it's it's something that I I was not anticipating, kind of caring about at this point in the year. I was looking forward to uh, to grinding it all out and and just you know kind of coming up with content ideas, things we could talk about, little bits of look ahead, things of that nature. But instead, we're here talking and focusing on the fact that the Mavericks have to show up and beat the Raptors tonight, and then on Sunday they have to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um the Raptors game I'm I personally am not super worried about because I I they're tanking, they're they're super tanking. Um the Timberwolves game I'm kind of concerned about. The, they don't the players, their players aren't particularly interested in losing games. Um, and I, I can't, I've not looked at the, where they are in the, in the, in the West, but I, I feel like they're kind of in a no man's land where a loss doesn't necessarily help them. I don't know. Okay. But let's, uh, let's start bringing folks up on stage. We don't have to talk about playoff seating. We can talk about whatever you guys want to, um, as always, uh, feel free to just hit that speaker request button, uh, and then be sure you're unmuting yourself. 
Um, anybody that's you know new to the chat or hasn't talked before, please, please come up on stage. We have you know uh, a fairly rotating regular uh, uh, cast of regulars, and and I would like to bring you know new people up on stage. I tend to go in order, but uh, instead I'm going to let people skip the line if I don't recognize their name as often. And speaking of that, uh, my friend from uh, Twitter, Chad Stanton. Chad, how are you? How are you? Hey, how's it going? I hope good. I'm not Thank on you. All right, awesome, awesome. Uh, first time, uh, well, long time follower, first time joiner. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, really sure. excited to be here. Um, super excited for the playoffs. Super excited for the playoffs. I'm going to start. I'm going to reread the uh, what's the name of that book? Uh, about the the 2011 run. There's like uh, ten of them. Re- yeah, reread yeah. all of them. They all yeah. feel good. Yeah, I, I need to reread it and, and hopefully get ready for a, a surprisingly long run. I'm really looking forward to this playoffs. I feel like this is the last year we're going to have like almost uh, um, uh, no expectations for for Luca and the Mavericks. Uh, and, it, and so I think one more year of like just this is fun is, is going to be uh, fun. So uh, really looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. Um, you know, Tim Cato in the Athletic, he did a back and forth with uh, his colleague Seth Partnow, and you know, Tim kind of talked about how this has been a grind, not just because of COVID, but just because it seems like there's always something on the, her, on like the, the, either the peripheral or dead in the center with kind of what the, what the Mavericks have going on. Either it's KP being unable to stop himself from saying things, injuries, COVID kind of whatever is going on. And, and because the Mavericks haven't had like that definitive, like nine or 12 game win streak or something, they, they, they just kind of keep chugging along. They win like four out of every five games, you know, it's really two out of every three since uh, uh, February 1st. And instead we're here looking, we're on the, the, the inside track for a fifth seed, which had you told me that, I guess like late January, I would have been shocked because I remember saying on uh, in our podcast, like it's best to finish well than it is to, you know, start off well, even though uh, 20 games, the first 20 games are remarkably predictable for, for NBA uh, playoff chances. If you, if you go back over time. And so I'm, I'm very pleased that the Mavericks look pretty good right now that now that, you know, I still don't really know who they are. Uh, which makes this sort of horrifying, but it, it's like you said, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm excited to watch every game. It's there's some, some, you know, some years it's just hard to get through. Like the, by the end of the Dennis Smith season, I was just, I, I probably watched like the, maybe like five of the last 10 games. And that's just not like me. So instead, you know, tuning in, being excited for everything, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. My false confidence meter is like any team, but the Kings, but like, <laughs> that's, that's enough for me. <laughs> is there anybody in particular you well uh, anybody that's kind of a weird thing to say is there a preference between the the kind of uh nuggets or clippers for you oh you accidentally kicked yourself up off stage here we go um is is there a preference for you chad between the between the two uh playoff opponents for the mavericks um selfishly i would love to play against the nuggets i feel like we have a really good shot uh, i think Jokic is the mvp this year i think he had an mvp season but it would be Great, great, great. Personally, I, I would love to talk a bunch of mess about, uh, you know, Luca beating the MVP in the first round mm-hmm. of, the, of the of the playoffs. That would, that would be. That's kind of where I am too, because I don't, I I don't want to see the Clippers. Um, I'm not that that series would just become a bit of a slog for me. Now, of course, I'd watch it, but 
you know, you play the same team and been back to back years with like not a lot of, of roster turnover. Like things are chippy from the get go. Uh, I, and that that wouldn't be too too. I mean, I suppose it'd be fun, but it's also just be uh, it's a different stress level with the with the Nuggets, you know. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, it would be a lot of fun coming up as well. We'll see it. Oh, sorry, my my brother yeah, called me and I tried to hang up on him and it went silent. Using this using this app is a delight. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, nah, and it would be a lot of just really fun basketball, a lot of great passes, a lot of good ball movement. I think uh, if the Mavericks and the Nuggets play, so I, it, it would be, you know, the Clippers would be fun in that, you know, again, it would be another year of like, oh, this is the team that kind of has all the athletes who are supposed to be able to stop a Luka Doncic. But yeah, uh, a, a Nuggets Mavs uh, series would be, yeah, I, I, I would like it. Yeah, well, we're gonna know. I mean, the, the funny part is we're probably really not gonna know until Sunday. Um, I suppose that the Lakers could lose, but they just ah, – the damn, it must be amazing being a Lakers fan, just walking around with unearned confidence, the confidence of, of being born on third base, thinking you hit a triple at all times. Like, like I've just been broken too many times by my sports teams to ever have that kind of confidence. Though now I kind of get a taste of it because I'm a Chiefs fan and having, like, Patrick Mahomes feels amazing. But, like, just being the Lakers, they're, they, they just keep winning these – like, they, they lost, like – I don't know, like 10 out of 12, and they still feel great about where they're going. It just drives me nuts. Well, thank you, Chad. You got anything else? No, just go Mavericks. Thanks, man. All right, appreciate appreciate you coming up. Okay, coming up next, uh, I do not reckon, I can't, Paul. Paul, welcome. I'm not sure if I've had you on stage before. Thanks. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, you sound great. Yeah, um, actually, so I'm originally from Jersey. I grew up a diehard Jersey Net fan my entire life. And then they moved to Brooklyn, and I became a free agent. And um, I've been in Dallas about five, six years. And I'll be very frank, first game I went to, it was something different. You know, I, I felt like this was awesome. To be very frank, team wasn't very good. It was Dirk's second to last year. Um, mm. you know, and, and, you know, and the, I, lo- I had a great time. You know, I thought the environment, you could just feel it. And, um, and to be honest with you, as an NBA fan, it's hard not to be a Dirk Nowitzki fan, no matter if you're a Maverick fan or not. I can tell you across the board, you know, everybody loved Dirk. So I'll be honest, I've become a diehard Mavs fan now. I mean, you guys, I mean, I watch every game. It's a, and it's a big, it's a awesome to be a part of the the team now, to be honest with you. Actually, I'm a half-season ticket holder now, so I, I love That's that. That's outstanding. So, yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to comment on that. You know, I've been thinking about the playoffs a lot, you know, and, you know, without Murray – you know, Denver, obviously, right, is, you, you go, okay, they're missing really – He, you know, he's a dead-eye playoff player, in my opinion. Last year, he showed – I mean, Murray was scary good in the playoffs last year for the Nuggets, right? I mean, we all know mm-hmm. about Jokic, but Murray's a gunner. And um, I think he's a huge hole for them. Um, and so, obviously, I think from a competitive standpoint, you think, okay, maybe Denver, but – Look, they're still winning. They're still playing really well. They play great basketball. I mean, obviously, we know they've run that offense through, you know, through Jokic. So, I think Denver, obviously, is who I would be leaning for. But part of me leans towards the Clippers. And, and hear me out. I feel like sure. I don't feel they're much better than they were last year. In fact, if anything, I'd say they're probably just about the same. You know, I'd say from, you know, they haven't had any major acquisitions. I, I didn't see, you know, and, and really, they're not playing as well as last year. Plus, they're constantly worried about injuries. I think the pressure on them would be a lot playing on, right? Because, you know, everyone talked about how they were lucky to beat us last year, right? Paul George, right. 
man, Pandemic P is gonna. I think if he has a couple bad games, I mean, are we is Pandemic P gonna be counted on? I mean, I just think there's a lot of pressure on them. I think if they play us, I partly would love to go at them because, like you guys were saying, these LA teams have some. Like the Lakers have that cockiness, and the Clippers think, even though they haven't won anything ever, feel like you know last year they went into that series like they were gonna walk through us. So. Uh, I mean, I, I look at instinct. I look at both teams. I think either one's going to be. I I don't think there's any team we can't beat in in the playoffs. If you want, if you want me to be honest, I think I like this take. And as you were talking, you reminded me of something that I got all fired up about during the playoffs last year. Um, Patrick Beverly had something cute to say about Nikola Jokic um, mm-hmm. after they had defeated the Mavericks, and I just I went and looked because Patrick Beverly did not play very much against the Mavericks. And the reason, the listed reason, was that he was injured. The actual reason was that Lucas scored 10 points on him in 60 seconds, and he was never seen from again. Um, So... (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, so, like, I suppose he was injured, but it had to have been his pride because yeah. he sucks. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah. I, I could buy into this in, in the sense of it, it would give me kind of a wrestling vibe um, to where I'd be heated from the get-go. Yeah. But I suppose I'm just more interested in the basketball of the Nuggets and the Mavericks. But the, the actual, like, the storylines of the Clippers stuff could be, could be really fun. Because Paul George um, – Paul George can't help but say the wrong thing. I mean, he means well, but he just, I mean, dude, that guy, some of the things that come out of his mouth, I'm just like, what is going on here? Um, but that's that's why I like this. This is a good take. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I think that's like, – the last thing I'll say is this to me is the first time in a long time there's no dominant team in the West that you're going, yep, that's the guy, right? Like Utah's good. Phoenix is good. LA's good, Denver's good, we're good, but there's no like team that's like okay in the West because I don't the East I don't care the East you know you can't really count the East I know they have the Nets and a few teams but the West is what we're talking about I mean every year it's who's that dominant team in the West right now there's no I mean Utah's the best team I guess I would say but I mean are they really a team that you're going yep they're going to win that title this year because they are by far the best team in the Western Conference so like I feel it's a, it's wide open. And there's nobody that's got a gigantic step over anybody else. One through seven, if you had the Lakers at seven, there's nobody. To me, every one of those teams could win it, in my opinion. And I like it. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I tend to agree with this in broad strokes. I, the Mavericks are a – the Mavericks do not match up well against Utah. I still have – Agreed. Agreed. It, it was yeah. the – I don't know if anybody remembers this game in particular, but Utah just bombed away. Mm-hmm. And then it was the game where Porzingis looked broken. Like it was one of the lowest points in his season where he tried to dunk on like a fast break and was short. Like he oh jumped God. from like the middle of the lane and just couldn't get the ball yeah. there. It was bad. Yeah. And great. Yeah, Zach is uh, pointing out in the chat, the Mavs weren't themselves in January. Good point. He's absolutely right. Of course. But it's just that a loss like that lingers for me. So, so, but yeah, I, I, I would like to be on that side of the bracket. That's really why I'm interested in the five seed because, you know, the Denver, you know, Utah path is a lot less harrowing than, you know, like Clippers. And then who is, uh, uh, as number two. Yeah. Phoenix. Cause Phoenix yeah, just has Mavs number yeah, two. I don't want, I don't want to play Phoenix either. And, and, but you know what? I want thing on Utah, what you just said though, we were half a team when we played Utah, and we got smoked by them, both those games. And I remember Luca was not having – remember Luca was like 
pissed off and upset. Like he wasn't smiling, having fun anymore. Because we had half the team was in COVID, and didn't we beat them the third time? We came yes. back and beat them. Yeah. So I, I think when we were a whole, we could beat them. But I agree, they're a tough matchup. I mean, defensively, they're they're long. You got to go there. And you're right. I I, would, I agree with you. Going through the Suns as well, that Denver Suns, that's going to be a tough. But you, but you're right. Our Utah, though, like I said, you're right. They whopped us those two games. Like it was like. I was starting to question what we were going to be at that point, right? Because it was such a beat down. But even though you were missing like three or four starters. But I agree. Like you said, that would be a tough matchup. But I think, like I said, that third game, we, we played them. I, like I said, I don't think there's a team that we can't play with or beat in a series, especially with Rick. And um, I just think we've got a lot of – we're an interesting team. You know, we, we don't have a – I mean, who's our second best player? Do you think it's Porzingis? Because I, I mean, right now, to me, it's hard. No. It's hard. No, it's Tim Hart. It's Tim right? Hardaway. It, right? Yeah, like the poor, – Porzingis is the X factor at this point to where he's sure. – you know, he has to – I'm sure we'll talk about this more with, with other callers, but he has to, to look good on defense because he's – I mean, Huge. he's such a valuable player when he's engaged and moving, and I just think he's, it might take him a few games to get his timing back. Yeah. Um, and so if, if, if he's playing well on defense, everything else tends to work a little – like the margin for error for sure. grows. Yep. Yep, and, and in the playoffs, he'd be huge if he's playing defense like he can because if he can just – he doesn't have to block the shots. He just needs to be someone who changes shots. And right now, point guards are going right at him, and, you know, he's not yeah. changing shots, and that's a problem. So, but, oh, yeah. but, yeah, that's what I got for today, man. Thanks for letting me share on that. Sure thing, Paul. Appreciate yep. you joining. Good meeting you. Yep, you too. All right, coming up next, uh, we have another new caller. Hey, thanks for coming up, new callers. Christopher, how are you? Good looking hat in that profile. The white, the white Mavs hat is, is is. Oh, thank you. I I picked that up a couple of months ago. I had to replace my old one that came up missing. But um, now I just want to speak a little bit more on the playoff real quick. Um, because uh, talking about the Clippers versus the Nuggets, I kind of lean towards the Clippers a little bit strictly because. We've we've seen Luca play the Clippers now a few times since you know the playoffs and then this this regular season and he's he's gotten to the point now. Last season when we played the Clippers, the Clippers were rough versus us in the regular season last year. But um, this year, the regular season and the playoffs last year, Luca kind of got to that place where even with as good of defenders as they have in Kawhi and Paul George and Beverly and Morris, they they don't have an answer for Luca. He's gotten to the point now with them where he's. You know, he knows how they're going to defend him, and he knows what to do against it. Um, the Nuggets, with their new defense, you know, with their new team since the trade deadline, picking up Gordon and everything, they're kind of a wild card as far as how will the Mavs play them. I kind of lean towards the Clippers because, you know, I'd rather the, you know, the the devil that you know versus the devil that you don't know. That's a good, that's a good point. Familiarity is a value, and Luca Luca's like – he 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 rarely makes the same mistakes, and so you know knowing what they're going to throw out against him because uh, who's who's their center? Um, uh, Zubac. He's, he's, Zubac really was kind of a Luca stopper last year, but Luca also didn't have the mid range confidence that he does right now. So so that that could be something. I, I like this. This is good. Um. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, Zubak kind of, especially in the regular season last year, you know, he kind of affected Luka a little bit. But the thing is, especially now with Cauley Stein coming into his own late in the season and Powell coming into his own late in the season, if got, if somebody like Zubak, if he wants to come over and challenge Luka on the drives, he's going to do that. Luka's just going to lob it up to Powell all day long 
like he did versus what was it, the Lakers game where mm-hmm. Drummond was cheating off on Powell on Luca the whole time, and Powell ended up putting up what twenty plus points. Yeah, it, it's just going to be that all over again if if uh, somebody like Zubac comes over and tries to challenge Luca the whole game. Right, I, 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 that'd be nice because the vertical element we did not have against the Clippers uh, even before KP went out, and then after it just it, you know Luca scored. I want to say that he was he was his own uh, he generated his own offense and he wasn't scoring off of passes from anybody else like it went up like remarkably in the playoffs so it's it's him being able to have options against the Clippers. But Luca this season has just found a whole other level to his game that he didn't really have until the playoffs last year where he's kind of become this player that you know when there's another big star across from him you know a Kawhi you know a Curry when we played the Warriors those kind of players that he gets up you know, in a special way for those games. Um, and I'm not saying the Nuggets don't have that. Obviously, they have the MVP, who's going to be the MVP this year, Jokic. But there's more star power on the Clippers, I think, to fuel that part of Luka. Yeah, though, I, I do think he likes playing against Jokic. He's always played Denver really well. I mean, really, there was somebody posted something in a Mavs Money. Actually, it was in response to the Mavs Moneyball post I did about this locker room, kind of showing how he plays on various networks. Like, the sample size isn't big enough for it to really matter, but he does try more in national TV games, so it's fun. Well, thank I, you, Christopher. I was just going to say, like, like I said, I tend to lean towards the Clippers. I do think the, the Nuggets matchup will be a beautiful matchup to watch, you know, the way him and Jokic both play. I think that'd be a beautiful matchup. I just, for selfish reasons wanting to move on I think the Clippers might be a better matchup for us but no that's all I've got I'm I'm excited about tonight's game hopefully we uh sure up our playoff spot tonight and then we can just kind of worry about all the extra ifs and ands later on sure sure of course all right well thank you for joining thank you sir all right have a good day all right coming up next we're gonna bring on Christian how you Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Not bad. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really get the the Clippers takes. Um, I get it. I, I, I just disagree on several premises. I think, A, they really don't have pressure this year. Um, I guess, in a sense, people will talk about them flaming out last year. but I mean, Kawhi has I, an opt-out. Like, that's what the pressure is. The superstar that they traded four picks for, well, not I guess they did that for Paul George, but like he has an opt out, and so that kind of concerns them. Yeah, he's not leaving LA. Um, I I just think you know he did all that. He wanted to be home. I'm sure he's still you know taking helicopters or whatever from San Diego, showing up late, and the new team's fine with it. But beyond that, I think you know. Even when it comes to, I think, another thing that, you know, it's like a intangible in a sense. They have, look at their enforcers. Like, we had at least James Johnson, but what was J.J. Reddick going to go punk one of them after Marcus Morris and Rajon Rondo and DeMarcus Cousins comes and pushes around? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I the Mavs were so undergunned in that playoff series. I mean, do you remember we were excited about Trey Burke? Like, that was the thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I can at least kind of – I see both sides of it because the, it, 
there's just the way the, the the Mavericks play basketball, at least in terms of when they're winning, the rhythm is so valuable to them. And and because they're a young team, the emotions can really push them to higher levels and they can also crush them, uh, as we have seen when it's like they just can't power through a Monday night game against Memphis because the team either is hungover or has the meat sweats, um, uh, which, you know, that. I didn't want to like, I'm not going to tweet about this. I'm not going to, you know, talk about it particularly, but the team was out enjoying themselves. And that's, you know, I, I don't want to begrudge anybody of that, but that was the thing that, you know, this, this playoff thing should be wrapped up because they should have beaten Memphis. That's neither here nor there to your question. I just kind of wanted to get that off my chest. Um, but I, I understand why you feel that way. I mean, that's, that's why I'm just of the two options. I'm, I'm, I like them both. I'm, I'm excited to just see the basketball. Like, for example, let's say the Lakers were uh, dominant this year and, they were in like, or, you know, better. And they were in kind of the, the three, four spot instead of where they are. Like I would not want to play the Lakers in a playoff series like that, at least not in the first round. Like that's not fun for me. So this, this, I'm. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest thing too, is I would rather in all likelihood, we don't know who the, exactly the eight seed will be, but I actually do like our chances against the jazz or the warriors. So if we do get past Denver, I think if we pa- get past Denver, then we're getting to the Western Conference Finals. So Ooh. I like that route uh, as well. But I also think just as a fan, like a fan of the game, I would love to see Denver and the Mavs. Like I just think the basketball will be so fun to watch. There's the matchups of Luca and Timmy should dominate their guards. And then Michael Porter Jr. and uh, uh, Jokic should uh, dominate our, you know, forward and center. And so I think it's like, you know, is the big man still, you know, can he dominate a series and win? You know, that whole storyline. Sure. But also, but also beyond that, like, even uh, why I want to see the Blazers as the sixth seed is um, I think the whole uh, Damian Lillard, Paul George thing will be fun. Um, I think that'll be a good series overall. You know, you got CJ and Dame versus Paul George, Kawhi, and they each have some other pieces. And I think uh, Nurkic and Zubak will be a great battle of big men as well. Um, And I, I really hope the Suns get the first seed. They did us a solid yesterday. And I hope Finally, they don't have to somebody play the beat Lakers. the damn Blazers. It, yeah, I, I literally, I, <laughs> I, I ended up waking up my girlfriend. She was sleeping on the couch when I was watching the game, kind of on the edge of my seat. And then as soon as Devin Booker traveled, I was like, I like, just, I, I can't even remember what I said, but I woke her up, and then I was like, yeah, they're gonna lose. And then all of a sudden, I was screaming, saying that they won. She's like, oh, that's, it's a turn of events, but. Yeah, it was a crazy game last night, but I, you know, and the reason I want the Jazz to go to the second seed is I I think they're, I I just think, you know, especially without Donovan Mitchell, if Donovan Mitchell was fully healthy, you know, they're different, but his first game back will be the first game of the playoffs. And I think, you know, that presents its challenges and they've just been cold as a team. Jordan Clarkson hasn't been the same guy he was. Um, virtually none of them have been the same people they were. So I think, you know, hopefully the the Lakers can 
knock out the Jazz. I think the Lakers are going to win regardless if they're even somewhat healthy against either opponent. But I do think, you know, the Luka Jokic would be uh, fun, and I think we have a really good. No, I like the argument. I think I think there's a lot to it. I'm I'm looking forward to it either way. I am also looking forward to if the Mavericks because can the Mavericks fall out of the plan? I think it would take a lot like for them to fall out of the plan for them losing both games and then everything going the other way for both the other teams. Yeah, and that's kind of in my head at the moment. We could if we win one game and the Lakers win out, and that assumes the Blazers win their game as well, but. If the Lakers win out and we only win one game, that would lead in all likelihood to a three-way tie. Um, and we would That'd still, still put us in sixth. That'd still put us in sixth because we own the tiebreaker over the Lakers, uh, even though the and the Portland owns the tiebreaker over us. No, and then but we're we also would... division heads. They wait. No, so I thought it. Wouldn't we win the division as division leaders? Oh yeah, yeah. If yeah. we yeah. all finish with the same record, the, the chat is pointing this out. I'm an idiot. The division, like the three way tie, gets us fifth. Um, and for anyone that's never seen it, it I, I I demand. I've mentioned this before. I demand there be like a coin flip scene from the like from the Friday Night Lights movie, which actually happened in 1988 with the Permian Panthers, uh, where they decided who got to go to the playoffs based on a coin flip. Um, that was that was pretty fun. But yeah, okay, I'm 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 in it. This these next two, it's it's you know, on the one hand, I'm really like I'm looking forward to not paying attention to the Mavericks for a couple of days, even though of course it's like run a website, I'm gonna have to do it. But I'm looking forward to not having to cover games for the Mavericks for like four days, and then we'll just jump right into the playoffs. So so this is this is nice. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, I, and I just hope we, you know, at the end of the day, we don't have to worry about any tiebreakers if we just win these games. You know, sure. so it's like. I just hope we take care of business. The Raptors are basically sitting everyone tonight. I hope we don't try to get cute and, you know, rest someone. Um, right. You know, that team still will play hard regardless. So, you know, hopefully we just take care of business. And I think I agree with everything you said about Minnesota. Like, they, they actually have some quality players. They've just never been healthy together besides recently. And – uh they're not going to be an easy out because for whatever reason, I think they're tied with the Cavs. So they should want to keep their pick when it yeah, comes to Yeah, whoever is in the, whoever's in that range, because the, the Rockets have like a clear lead and then there's like three or four teams that are right in the mix. So it's going to be, it's going to come down to the wire. So that's interesting. I didn't know that. I should have known that, but here's where we are. Well, thank you, Patrick or uh, Christian. I'm going to bring on a few more people. Is that all right? Of course. Thanks as always, Kirk. Appreciate Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, a uh, friend of the program and noted San Diego Chargers fan, Grant. Uh, San Diego? San Diego is where they are. It, that will never get out of my brain ever again. All right, yeah. I can I can get behind this. I can get behind this. Um, so do you do you remember my, uh, my prediction I made? Oh, yeah. I've mentioned right, it right. on here, you idiot. No, I know. I'm just I'm asking, do you, remember, do you remember the exact number off the top of your head? You mean record-wise? Yeah. No, I remember a winning percentage because you basically threw out that the Mavs would win 66% of their games Yes, like 45 games ago, which is exactly what Yes, so I said uh, after the All-Star break, we would go 25-13. and 13. Do you know what our record is right now after the All-Star break? I don't. 
It's 23 and 13. Okay. Boom. So, you know, if we end up winning out, then then I was right, which is awesome. That's pretty awesome. With There's some a... really terrible losses in that mix, too. That's what's Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. Uh, on the other hand, um, if we lose to Minnesota on Sunday, uh, regardless of what happens tonight, if we lose to Minnesota on Sunday, we would have lost to every single Western Conference team uh, seated lower than us this year. Mm. Most it's really impressive. Yeah, it really is. To to be as good as we are and still lose to, you know, the Minnesotas and the Kings of the world. It really is impressive. I mean, it's for me it's just it shows how Luca dependent the team is because when he's going they win, when he's not going they lose and they need just a lit you know, we're gonna talk about the off season, we'll talk about it when it's time. I don't really want to think about it yet just because it's you know, it becomes like the multiverse. But <laughs> the the team is just so like they're 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 balanced in a way to where if some if something about that balance is thrown off, then they look awful. Um, you know, Maxi being I'm well, I think the thing I'm most surprised at during the last ten or fifteen games, however many it is, you know, obviously Porzingis has been out, but so is Maxi, and Maxi has been such a cog in the offense because he's just able to hit those threes at a preposterous clip, but he's mm-hmm. hurt and he's not pl- like he's not able to move. Like he looks like crap yeah. on defense, he's and they really he's not sitting again. Well. Yeah, and so the fact that they've been able to withstand him being out along with Porzingis. I think is is high key very impressive. Um, it's it's obviously freed up some minutes for our guy Josh Green, and then for Willie Cauley Stein to show everyone both why he is so tantalizing and also why he doesn't play. Like it's pretty, <laughs> it's really something. So uh, he, you know, Willie Cauley Stein can get all the you know shade he needs thrown at him, but he he was one of the. One of the very, very few bright spots of that Memphis game. So, you know, I can't can't get too mad at him. Sure, but, sure. Yeah, um, I heard you I heard you uh, gloating about your Chiefs fandom, but I'll have you know that there's going to be a new winner of the AFC West this year, buddy. Well, I was hearing today, so I got some buddies that run uh, the, the, the Nuggets-based website, DNVR, Denver. And and it's not just Nuggets. It's like obviously all Denver sports. And they said, and, and my friend Adam was telling me that their guy was going through, like looking at the the um, schedule, and and he was just listening to it live, and he had already predicted that De- that Denver was going four and zero. So the nice part about football fandom is you can just be complete. You can be completely irrational right up until like the eighth game of the season. So it's it's wonderful. But uh, I'm, I'm happy now. for you that you have fun that you have a fun team to watch. Yeah, and especially now that there's 17 games. That kind of, that right. really, like people don't really understand the dynamic that's gonna that's gonna throw a wrench into a lot of like standings and, and tiebreakers and everything. But uh, right. I, I've got um, I, I would much rather see the uh, the Nuggets than okay. the Clippers just for the inevitable. I mean, Zubac had our number all year last year. Uh, Rondo is gonna want that revenge game, and, and the one time Boogie Cousins looked relevant all this season was against us. So I, I definitely would much rather play a team with no. Uh, no two crazy weapons, you know, obviously, besides MVP Jokic. Yeah. Porter Jr. Porter Jr. should scare us. Because, yeah, that, like, if, if Maxie's not playing defense, they have no one to guard him. He no, is enormous. And he's he's he plays with the confidence – no, he he he's he's basically an unvac like he he has he has the confidence of an unvaccinated Karen walking through the world like the man <laughs> is 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 he's just an like 
he's so his rebounding is incredible. Like that's probably the thing that I think that I'm most scared of about him because Dallas is just not a great defensive rebounding team. And that dude is so strong and so big that just getting like the cheat points against Dallas, like they would really have to scheme and focus on him in a way that, that, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, last year wasn't the thing. So it's, it's, I don't know. I'm, that would be a fun matchup, but it would really, it, it kind of scares me. Yeah, that's that's the him and him and Jokic are what I'm I'm terrified of because Michael Porter Jr. the way he plays is just exactly what we don't stop, what we don't prevent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he dropped 30 points on us. Granted, most of it was from shooting, and it was during the COVID time. But he, I mean, he dropped 30 points on us just this just this season. So, well, you got anything else? I'm gonna bring on some more folks. Um, do you uh, you got any predictions on who's gonna win uh, Dover this weekend? No, I'm sorry. Not okay. this time. I'm so single-minded in sports. I don't even know what's happening in the rest of the world. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. All right. See you. All right. Coming up next, Matt, what's going on? Uh, can you hear me? I'm doing this a different way than normal. You sound pretty good. Little, little further away from the mic, but overall you're... Okay. Yeah. It's Bluetoothing through my truck. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Not bad then. Do that. Um. So I think that one of our noted weaknesses is actually a strength in the playoffs. And what I mean by that is, so you watch offenses like the Jazz and teams like that that have these just beautiful offensive machinations that get open three after open three for all these players. Right. All of that stuff dries up in the playoffs. That's what happened to the Hawks a few years ago when they won 60 games. That's what's happened to the Bucks the last few years. All of that stuff dries up, and eventually the playoffs turns into – just your best player going one-on-one and or spamming pick and rolls. The thing is, we already do that. There's nothing to dry up. We we just have simple games. And because of that, there's no real advantage to playing us a bunch of times in a row because we're going to spam Luke and pick and rolls all the time, no matter if we play you one time or if we played you 15 times in a row. So there's not really an advantage to familiarity of playing against the Mavericks. Whereas we do benefit from playing other teams because we see what they do and other teams mm-hmm. have more diversity than we do. Um, I think this is, I think this is why we destroyed both the Blazers and the Clippers when we played them in back-to-back games the second time we played them, because it is a big advantage for us. To, it is a big advantage for us to see people multiple times, whereas it's not for them to see us. Sure. Sure. No, because like the the way to stop Luca is to beat him with a stick while he sleeps because it's it's we've seen all these defensive defensive issues like thrown at him this year. He's doubled more than any player in the league, particularly on on you know the high screen and roll and the Mavericks have they still have some personnel issues, but they've seen it enough now to where the really the best option is to probably go one on one and treat him almost you know treat him almost like the Mavs treated Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire way back in the day, where you want Luca to score fifty five points and then contain everyone else. And if that happens, that I would just, I would like to see that strategy for one because. Everybody that I talk to on a national level seems to think Luca wants to play like Harden. I still disagree with that. I, I, I the, the the chat is probably varied in this in this respect, but he really wants to make the awesome pass. And if you close that lane down for him, it takes him just long enough to realize he needs to be the score. 
yes, I agree completely. Although I do think he is more willing to dominate as a scorer than Nash was and more physically capable because of how much bigger he is. Mm. Yeah, no, because once he gets – because once he kind of gets it, like the Memphis game was a good example of him getting it and then it not working, where in the, like the second quarter he really tried to make like Luka Doncic time happen and he was, you know, he, he clearly had like a belly full of barbecue and just wasn't able to get it going. But when he like decides he wants to start scoring and it's feeling good for him and it, it's got to be kind of horrifying, I'm just wondering, you know, like the number of shots it might take in a game if they close things off for him. Man, can you imagine, like, everybody in this chat that, that comes to our locker rooms is pretty even-headed because, like, we know where we are, but it's the fans who really think that, like, there's a there's a, there's a a closer gap between Luka and KP, like, in terms of totem pole. And and if Luka was, like, the guy having to do all the scoring, man, oh, my God, the discourse would be terrible. But I, I would, you know, it, it might be fun. Uh, those fans are insane to begin with, anyone that thinks that. Like, I understand at one point thinking that it was close, you know, there might be a, you know, 1A and 1B and whatnot. Now it is very clearly Luca is 1, and Porzingis might be 2A with Hardaway 2B, or sure. honestly at this point Hardaway might be 2A with Porzingis 2B. Um, the one thing I am curious is pretty much every year we've seen Carlisle come up with something unexpected in the playoffs. Um, we were really the first team that did the all-out switching against the Spurs way back in the day. Um we, and when we took them to seven in the year they won the title, we last year we started Maxi, who we hadn't started all year. I think this year it's not really the same, but I think what it's going to be this year is that we are going to go back to starting KP as the lone big with the Luca and three wings and KP. So it'll be like Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., Richardson, Dorian Finney Smith, KP. And this sure. is a little bit dependent on who we play. This would make less sense against. Uh, Denver because I think we need a second large human to double mm-hmm. on Jokic. But yeah, if we do that, I, I really like this team. Like I, I've said this in the chat a few times. I really think if KP is if if he can move defensively, which at this point is more a matter of faith than than anything that I've seen. If he can move on defense, I really think we are a threat to win the title. Okay. Like I said a minute ago, and I I know this may be homers, but like I said a minute ago, it's going to to devolve to, and almost every playoff series does, what team is better can get better looks and can score better with their main player either spamming pick and roll or isoing, and honestly, the only team that I think can beat us that way is Brooklyn, and that's just because a pick and roll with Harden and Durant is better than our pick and roll with Luca and anyone else that we have on the team. Um. I just I okay. Really think I like that, this. I really, I really think we are a threat to win the title this year. Like, I, I understand why people don't believe that, but I really do. Like, I think that we are going to get to the playoffs. And the sad thing is, is that because we are so inconsistent, there's also a chance that we lose the first round in five games. But I really do. I think we are a threat to win the title, and I think, like, I will probably put some money on it whenever the playoffs start, depending on what the odds are. Well, I mean, to get to Matt Moore showed me this that to get to the finals, they're they're plus two thousand. So that's something. That's really for me, at least. Yeah, I mean, especially if we end up in the in the Denver in the the Denver Utah bracket, I I think we are just I legitimately, and I I think this is going to probably be a little bit 
Mavericks homer because, I mean, I am obviously a big Mavericks fan. But I watch a bunch of all of those teams. And I really think at that point we are the team that is most likely to make it because we play the most traditional playoff offense. And I don't think that either one of those teams has the right type of players to play to punish us. The Jazz right now really miss Donovan Mitchell, by the way. Like for everyone that thinks the Jazz are really – Donovan Mitchell is their scorer when the beautiful machine of their offense falls apart. He is their one guy that can ISO and get you at least some kind of a look. And there's no guarantee that when he comes back that he's, you know, still him. Yeah. He's not. We've seen with KP. When you come back from injury, it's not a given. They're just, you know, 100% of who they were. So I I personally, the Jazz to me are a team that they don't scare me at all. Like, not even a little bit. Well, that's interesting. I understand that. I don't, I don't know. Just the way they bomb threes scares me against an average, but I get what you're talking about. Well, thank you, Matt. Um, you got anything else? All right. Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Okay, guys. Yeah, have a good day. All right. Well, very good. All right. I'll talk to you tonight probably since we'll come back on after the Mavs game. Um, coming up next, we have Andrew. Andrew. Good afternoon, Kirk. Doing well? A couple quick points. Uh, put me in the camp too for would prefer Denver as the matchup over the Laker, uh, the Clippers. For one thing, Boban can actually be a rotation player against the Denver, and probably not see anything other than garbage time against any other team in the playoffs. You think he'd really be a but like like I don't know. I, Jokic seemed to ha- eat his lunch a few times this year when they were when they played. It was like he. He took personally the the last game of the yeah. pre pandemic where 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 uh, Boban went for like thirty one and seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, that's interesting. I mean, but as, as Christian notes in the chat, like maybe five minutes, but five minutes is not nothing, particularly yeah. if your other five minutes include Willie Cauley Stein and Dwight Powell. So I, I I can see it. Okay, yeah, it's possible, and uh, I think we also prefer the Denver. Uh, matchup because if it's Lakers, if it's Clippers in Portland, uh, that's going to be the late game. And so we get the earlier playoff games. Very important for me. Very important for me. As you guys can see with my griping with any game that starts after 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes. I like and this. And that's basically all I got. And we'll talk more tonight, I'm sure. Yep. Thanks for coming up, Andrew. Anytime. Have a good one. All right, coming up next, got a couple more folks. Then we'll, actually, we're just going to do one more guy because I got to get back to work. I apologize, Mavrello. What's happening? Wow, I'm the chosen last speaker. That's very fortunate. <laughs> well, I saw you, you bumped in and out a few times. I wanted to give you an opportunity. Yeah, um, I don't really have much. I mean, tonight, you know, Toronto's resting a lot of their players. So if we don't win that game, then I'm uninstalling locker room. So. But no, but here's here's the takeaway for this game already. Tyrell Terry minutes. We should yeah. be excited. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Like I'm gonna tune in, you know, and we'll see what KP can bring in his second game back. Tyrell Terry will be so. I mean, that would be really good. Um, I'm just assuming ter- Terry's playing. By the way, and you know, I'm just because he was out, like he was there, but he didn't like he didn't dress. So it's it's one of those things to where I. I want to see what happened after he got both the Super Soldier Serum and Gamma Rays. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it'll still be a really fun game. And it's pretty much all going to come down to like Sunday's game, that eight o'clock 
lineup is just going to be so fun to watch, you know, because, like, will Denver tank their game? You know, depending on who they – you really see who what matchups they want and prefer, you know. And I'm sure yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if Denver would rather have us or Portland or, you know, and that's if the Lakers – Man, it was so nice to actually see Portland lose last night when it looked like they were going to pull it out and, you know, kind of bump us down. So I'm I'm super happy. And now we just kind of, you know, watch a hopeful Mavs blow out tonight against, you know, another C G League team. <laughs> it's a nice um, way. It's, we've had this part of the schedule circled, and it's nice that it's actually panning out the way that, that uh, it, it looked like. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I know you got to get back. I got to get back too, so I'll, I'll be quick. But yeah, I just wanted to, you know, see how everybody was, and you know, let's roll with the good vibe, immaculate vibes, as always. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, thank you for coming up, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you tonight in the post game chat. Oh yeah. All right, friends. This has been fun as always. We'll do it again after the game. Remember, tell your friends to come join it. Just give it a try. Hang out with us. Um, those of you who are regular listeners and don't often have questions, please feel free. Come up. Let's talk. You don't have to have a question. You can just come up here and make a statement. I will respond to it anyways like it was a question because I talk too much. Um, fun as always, folks. We will see you in a little while. Have a good day.